You've worked hard for your savings. It's time your savings starts working harder for you. With Millibank, you can do just that. When you open a savings account or JARS, you'll earn Millie's highly competitive annual percentage yield. But that's not all. Millie believes banking shouldn't cost you a thing. That's why Millie offers complete peace of mind with no fees, no minimums, and is member FDIC insured. It's all part of Millie's mission to help you save more for the things that matter most. So why wait? Download the Millie Bank app today. Are you ready to start living richer? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Live Richer podcast hosted by Jamie Catmull, a podcast created for people to challenge and manage their ideas of wealth, culture, and money across the world, bringing you the best personal finance advice to make more, save more, and live richer. Now, here's your host, Jamie Catmull. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Live Richer podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have Neve Shulman with me. He is the co-host of MTV's Catfish. It's an American reality-based documentary television series airing on MTV about the truth and lies of online dating. The series is based on the 2010 film Catfish, and it premiered on November 12, 2012. It's He is known for his own experience and with romance scams, and he has transferred his personal experience with being scammed online to help people when it comes to dating and making sure they're not getting scammed as well. But now he's doing something different. He's out there helping all of us not get scammed by people who are trying to take our money. If it be booking that holiday vacation that you think is going to be amazing, and then you get there and you find out it's a brothel, and by the way, that happened to my parents just recently, Neve. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we ended up in New York City and um, they got there and it was literally a homeless shelter. And like I said, like a brothel and they had were told to there's no hotel here. There was nothing there. So we're going to be talking about all that today and other ways people are getting scammed online and what we can do to not get scammed. Nevis teamed up with Zell recently to help us so that we can protect our money from people who are out there trying to trick us to get our credit card information or get our bank account information. You name it, they're out there getting it. If not just our hearts now, they're out there trying to get our money. So, Neve, thanks for being with me today. And how are you doing? Hey, Jamie. I am uh, doing great. I actually just landed early this morning uh, on a a red eye from filming an episode of Catfish out in Washington State. So, I am exhausted, but I'm sort of emotionally charged up. I just had this very wild, weird experience and sat down and talked to a person with a very different and dynamic life to mine and uh, excited to be talking to you now about how to help people protect themselves and their wallets this holiday season. You help so many people in so many ways. I was curious, how did you end up doing it in the first place when it came (laughs) going out getting scammers? I mean, how did that happen? And how did it you now mean specifically even, with Zell or with with Catfish? With Catfish, and then you can tell me with Zell as well. I mean, sure. you're very passionate about going out there and making sure people aren't getting taken advantage of when it comes to being online. 
Yeah, well, so as you mentioned, um, I was the subject of the 2010 documentary Catfish um, that my brother and our good friend Henry made uh, kind of by accident. I was uh, in my early 20s at the time living in New York City. My brother and Henry are filmmakers, uh, and I was doing a lot of dance photography at the time. And I had set up a website with, with my photos. And I got a message one day on MySpace, if you remember back in the early 2000s, I do. Um, from a young girl in Michigan who was uh, an aspiring artist and painter who had seen my photos and was inspired by them and asked if she could use them as the subject of her paintings. So, of course, I said, absolutely. It, sounded, it was so adorable. Struck up a friendship with her and her mother. Um, started speaking to them regularly. And over the course of nine months, with the advent of Facebook at the time, became Facebook friends with her entire family, uh, her cousin, her babysitter, you know, local people in their small town in Michigan, um, all of whom looked to me as this sort of very inspiring, uh, I don't know what the, what the right word is, but, you know, um, encouraging character in this young girl's life, uh, helping her and supporting her in her artwork. And, uh, and I ended up striking up a sort of flirtation with her older sister, Megan, who was close to my age. And over the course of those nine months, developed like a real crush and started talking and planning trips to meet each other and um, exchanging, you know, ro romantic messages. Uh, and at, at, at some point, some of so a few of the things they had told me um, didn't really add up and I hadn't thought about that that closely, but it, it kind of started to feel a little off and I did some research and found that they had in fact lied to me about some, some small stuff. Uh, and when I confronted them about it, their response was essentially total denial. So it was clear that the only way I was going to get any answers was to just go to the upper peninsula of Michigan where they lived and meet them and, and find out for myself. And when we did, what we discovered was a vastly different reality than what we had expected, and certainly what I had hoped for. Uh, and accidentally, because we were sort of capturing moments of, of that experience on camera, we had enough footage to, to you know mix with stuff that we then got after the fact to retell the story. And when the documentary came out, uh, I was just flooded with messages, uh, Facebook messages, emails from people who had similarly had relationships online and either found out that they had been lied to or were suspicious they might be getting lied to and looked to me for help. And so we, we thought, well, how can we help these people? And I guess the only way to do that is to sort of take them on their own adventure and go meet these people face to face and find out for themselves. So that's how the show came to be. And here we are 10 years and over 200 episodes later, still doing that still happening and it sounds like it's getting worse not better that's what's crazy i you know you would think with your show and bringing awareness people would be more reluctant to trust people online but it seems like it's not stopping people am i what, what i mean tell me neve what do you think yeah no i i you know the more you know in the last 10 years obviously uh, all of our lives have become that much more digital and I think as a result, we've, we've had incredible connections and opportunities to meet and travel and experience things. But 
a lot of people I think would agree that it also has created a bit more of an isolated physical experience as human beings. So even though we're connected on these social networks, a lot of that connection comes at the cost of scrolling on your phone by yourself at home. Um, and even the act now of dating, which at the time was still sort of new to the yeah. internet is m- the majority of how people date now is all over the world is, is looking through their phone and scrolling and scrolling. And so we've just become that much more invested in our digital uh, experience of life. And as a result, I think we crave human interaction. And if we're not getting it in, in person, we tend to be more vulnerable to getting it elsewhere, which obviously ends up being the internet. But, you know, I, when you, people often will say to me, like, how are people still getting catfished? There's, we have technology. Everyone knows it's a thing. It's not like some new phenomenon anymore. It's It's been around for a while. And... You know, I have a, a, a view of, excuse me, I have a, uh, a few answers to that. But one that just occurred to me is, well, people still get into car accidents all the time. And I would say the majority of them are avoidable if we would all just slow down and use our blinkers and be more careful and check our blind spots. But we obviously don't. We know how to avoid getting in accidents and yet we're, it still happens all the time. So it's just human nature to be impulsive, to uh, ignore signs and red flags and, and seek that thrill and that dopamine rush of, of excitement when you meet someone new and they're attractive and they're flirting with you and you, you forget to do the, the simple things that normally would keep you safe. It's just don't let your guard down <laughs> and don't let flattery confuse you. Right. I think yeah. a lot of times we want that. Um, like you said, acknowledgement, flattery and we want it to be true so badly that we don't even go to find out if it is or not. I could see that. I think. Well, and the same, same applies to financial scams, um, which, which is why it felt very natural to me um, when I was given an opportunity to work with Zelle, because a lot of the messages that I get um, that I sadly can't help people with are messages of, financial scams, either via romance, where they're, you know, someone they know or themselves was talking to someone for a while, they felt as though they were getting very close and and opened up and trusted them and then were asked to send money or help them pay for something or whatever it might be and ended up getting scammed. And people don't really know where to turn uh, and what resources are available. And while there are some, sadly, there's very little recourse uh, when you willingly give someone money. Um, it's not, you know, there's a, there's a distinction that I think not a lot of people think about between a scam and fraud. So, you know, if someone hacks into your bank account and empties it out, that's fraud and that's covered by, you know, banks, insurance and the FDIC. And, and there are, you know, things in place to handle that. But if, someone messages you and develops a friendship and asks you to send them money and you do, it's you, it's your fault. So there is uh, no recourse. I've often wondered that like, you know, you see or hear of people they think they're dating someone, just like you said. And then the person sure. just keeps asking for money. I need help. This is happening. Yeah. I need this, this, and this, and they're just a scammer. And yeah, I mean, look, if you can catch them and then somehow prove that, 
you know, it was their intention all along to just steal money from you, you might have a chance at some sort of recourse, unlikely that you'll get your money back. Um, if it even still is available, but I, I don't know. I think it's, it's sort of, sort of a weird gray area um, because they, you know, unless they promised you some goods or, uh, you know, entered into some sort of deal or contract that, that you can prove, you just gave them money because you wanted to, because they're someone that you like. And there's not, there's not a law that says that that's illegal for someone to ask for money from a friend, you know? Um, so it's tough. Uh, it's tough. So when can someone get their money back? Say right now we see lots of people s- selling things like on TikTok and things like that. Sure. How do we know? If, what if we didn't even get the goods? And then are things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things people sell on social media now, like on Facebook and on TikTok. Yeah. How do we know if they're legit or not? You know, that's a, that is a good question. I, I'm not super well versed in sort of the consumer protection uh, area of all this. I know personally having purchased something from a, uh, you know, ad on my timeline, I was very disappointed. It didn't, it didn't fulfill the expectations that the ad had set for me. And so after that experience, and luckily I only, I think it was like a $30 remote control toy for my kid. Um, that looked really cool. And in the video, it seemed to be extraordinarily, you know, versatile and multifunctional and then it arrived and it did essentially nothing. Um, and so I kind of learned from that not to trust those ads. Um, and if I do see something that I think looks good to then research it off of the app, not through the ad that I'm getting served, which generally provides me other buying options, which are often cheaper. Um, and I can actually read some reviews that aren't curated by the company. Uh, so that's a good example, though, of what needs to be happening, which is that while there there might be, you know, you might be able to, you know, I don't even know if you could, but you could potentially get a group of people together and, and put together some sort of class action suit against the company if you can even figure out where they are in the world. And But it's complicated and murky and the chances of you ever getting your money back are probably close to nothing. Um, So rather than trying to rely on larger agencies to protect us, the responsibility really falls on the individual. Um, We have to be discerning. We have to do our research. We have to start thinking every time we're presented with an opportunity or an email with a link or text message that I get all the time that says like, oh, your package, we couldn't deliver your package because, uh, you know, the driver rang your doorbell and you're like, wait a second, this is weird. Should I click this link? Like you have to always be thinking, should I do this? What, what else can I do? Do I feel like I really researched this enough? Um, and you have to protect yourself. The one you just said, I know is very prominent. I just heard about that one recently that someone did where they it said they couldn't deliver their package and they need yeah. it. And it looked like it said USBS, you know, and everything. Right. And they needed their credit card information again to verify it was them and redo it. Of course, their account right. got hacked into. So, but when you see these texts, how do we know if, if it's fraudulent or not? What are some things or cues that you can know when you get a message sure. that they're fake? Yeah. So, uh, there are many different types of scams. This sort of new delivery, package delivery thing is is probably the most recent 
as, as you and I both um, have heard of it, but there tend to be other ones that are that you can really look out for. Um, and, and oftentimes you'll get messages that appear to either be from your bank or in many cases your utility or one of your utility companies. Um, and one thing you can always look out for is that your bank or a utility company will never ask you to provide them with information about you. Um, they have your information. Uh, if they need something, they'll tell you what they need. If, if, if you have an overdue bill, you'll get a reminder to go to their website to pay their bill. Um, and obviously, you know, when you go to that website, you'll have, you'll log in and you'll realize that you're on a safe, uh, you know, authorized platform. Um, so always look out for questions from your bank or, or utility company to confirm or provide them with your personal information because they should already have that. Um, you know, same goes with credit cards, things like that. Another thing to really look out for is, uh, urgency. Right. So unfortunately, a lot of people fall victim to a similar utility scam where you'll get a text or an email. It might even appear like it's coming from your either your area code or the company that you use that says, you know, we're about to turn off your power or your heat's going to shut off in 12 hours if you don't pay this overdue fee. Um, that's not something that would really happen. Uh, and, and typically that sense of urgency that, oh my God, if I don't pay this right now, I'm going to lose electricity, which is going to be a huge inconvenience, is how they get people to not really think and not double check uh, and, and make these payments um, and unfortunately give them money. So th those are some, some things you can definitely always look out for. And if you're ever unsure, just call your company, you know, via the <laughs> phone number that you know is actually them or the website that you know is actually theirs. Like anytime you're, you're feeling a sense of pressure, it's always good to just take a second, go through the proper channels and make sure that if there is an issue, you're handling it correctly and not um, incorrectly. So if we were going to break it down and give somebody, let's give them like two things to look for when it comes to scams that they should always look for anytime they're getting something like this? What is something, what would you tell people? Hey, these are the two things, quick things you need to look at when you're looking at something. Sure. I, I would say in terms of um, romance scams, uh, I think one of the biggest red flags is um, what's often referred to as love bombing, where you'll meet someone on the internet uh, or even in person. It, it, it's certainly not exclusive to online. And very quickly, they'll smother you with compliments and talk about sort of these grand ideas and gestures of traveling to come see you or we should, we should buy a house or start a family. And, and not to say that romance is dead, but if it feels very sudden and, and unexpected and overwhelming, despite the positive feelings that might create for you, that is something you need to look out for because people will prey on the vulnerability of, of lonely people uh, and the idea that, oh my God, finally, the universe has provided me with this saint, this knight in shining armor who's, who f I finally found my soulmate and, and they're, they're as excited as I am and, 
everything's going so fast, but I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to lose them. I don't want to upset them. So like, yes, of course. Yes, I'll, I'll send you money to get a plane ticket, of course. Um, so you have to look out for that because as, as frustrating as it is to say, you know, don't, don't fall in love, uh, so, you know, at first sight, you have, you just have to be prepared if, if, you know, if, if it's not the real deal. Um, and then sort of similarly is, is I think the sense of urgency, cause that really does tend to, uh, pop up across the board in, in all kinds of scams. Um, whether it's a romance scam that has been simmering and slowly building over months or years. And then all of a sudden there's some sort of terrible emergency medical or, or car accident, and they need money right away to get out of some sort of terrible situation. Um, so that, that's sort of an urgent way that it, that'll come up in, in romance. But like I mentioned before, also urgency with utilities or your, your credit card will say, Oh, we're, we're shutting down your card because we're, we're going to, you know, because you have a, we want it, We need to confirm that it's you right now. Otherwise your account's going to be locked. You know, there's all these ways that they make you feel like if you don't respond and, and address the issue immediately, something inconvenient, you know, is going to happen. So there's two things you should always look out for. Like you said, if it's too good to be true, probably is, <laughs> right? Yeah. Breaking it down. It, you know, if you're like, man, I can't believe this deal or, oh, I can't believe this person likes right. me. You need to really look into it. You got to investigate. And then number two, second one is if there's ever all of a sudden this major urgency and you're having to give money or your credit card information, you really right. need to investigate to make sure that urgency is legitimate and justified. Well, and you bring, you actually, that's a, great reminder, um, especially now with the holidays. Um, I know a lot of people obviously are booking vacation rentals, uh, or shopping, um, for gifts for, for friends and family. Um, and everyone's always looking for a deal. Uh, everyone's always hoping to get something cheaper than they, you know, they thought they, they would. And so that's something that scammers will really prey on this idea that, you know, Oh, weird. There's this amazing Airbnb exactly where I want to be. It's beautiful. It's got all the bedrooms it's fully furnished and beautiful. Like, and it's so cheap. Like I got to snag it, right? This, this is so, this is exactly what I want. And it's so much more affordable than I thought it was going to be. Um, and so you get a message from the, you know, host that says, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you, but the, everyone's been messaging me about this property. It's, you know, if you, if you don't take it, someone else will. So if you want it, like you're going to need to, you know, reserve it now. And so you'll think, okay, great. I've got this amazing deal. Wow. How lucky. And then they'll say something like, okay, but let's not use Airbnb because then I have to charge you all these fees and it's annoying for you. And I have to pay to like, let's just make the deal off of the website so that we can both save money, right? And you're already in the mindset that if you don't make this deal right now, you're going to lose this incredible opportunity. So you say, sure, like, yes, okay, I don't want, you know, I don't want to screw this up. Um, and then sadly, what will happen is you'll, you'll send them money for, for your reservation. And in some cases, people will even then go and show up at these homes uh, only to discover that someone else is either staying there or the host of that home or the person who lives there isn't even an Airbnb host. And then it was just photos that were taken from the previous listing of that home when it was for sale years ago. And, and it's sad. People will go on vacations and have all their bags and show up at this home and they are not, they're, 
they can't stay there. Um, so you really, you know, you have to do everything you can to stick to the rules, play by the rules. If, if you're, if you're renting on Airbnb, stay on Airbnb, you know, if, if any, and even when you are Google the address, make sure it's, it's what it says it is and where it says it is and look for reviews and, you know, it just, you have to protect yourself. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to be scammed online. I think, especially when it comes to vacationing and hotel stays, like you're saying, because they can put up whatever photo. And then once you're there, you're right. kind of almost trapped because you have nowhere else to go. Or you're going to, I don't even, like you right. just said, what would you do right there? How would you even contact the person who you contacted before? Did they give you a number? Did you just do it online? A lot of times nowadays, let's right. be honest, we do everything online. You could have even messaged them and then now they're gone. Yeah. No, you, you <laughs> yeah, there, there could be no, no trail to follow. So you, you're just, you know, really left in the lurch there. So is there anything, happens. I mean, what can people do? Have you heard of anybody being able to get, what, what are some steps people can take if they were scammed like that? Well, so look, as I said, sadly, there's often not much recourse in terms of getting your money back. Obviously your, your trip at that point has already been damaged and your experiences affected. Uh, so, you know, you can't necessarily fix that either. Um, the good news though, is that you can report these scams. Um, there are a number of resources set out for consumer protection, obviously, um, your bank, your utility company, uh, Zelle, uh, another example, uh, they're all eager to hear from you if you've been a victim of some sort of scam, because they're working hard to try and put as many checkpoints and obstacles in the way to prevent this from happening to their users and customers. Um, so definitely report any kind of um, experience, whether it was fully uh, realized and you actually did lose money or you were just suspicious of someone's activity. Because if those accounts get flagged, if those interactions get reported, the platforms are better suited to look out for things um, and, you know, ban accounts or, you know, look, look into, you know, certain web addresses to see if, if and I'm sure they're working with um, law enforcement to potentially provide information to them to say, hey, you know, we've had a dozen scams that all originated from this account, which we think is coming from this part of the world, like maybe, and then they can use that to potentially, you know, do what they do. Um, but definitely report things um, and, you know, it's always try to only give money or send money to people for for products that are vetted, uh, or use the official websites or platforms to that to buy them, um, or you know try to confirm who you're talking to as much as you possibly can before you know you send them any money. And use your credit card because at least you know you can usually stop payment on a credit card or say you were fraud because I think that yeah. would be a scam right there. I was thinking about it when you were talking. If someone asked me to send cash for payment or something of that nature, or, right. oh, oh, we only take debit card, something weird, it's probably something weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, it's funny because I, I, at the same time, like so many people now just prefer using, you know, Venmo, whatever. Transfer apps like, like, yeah, like Zelle. I mean, it's, 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 it's so common that you, you'll, even like at a flea market or yeah, that's true. with your housekeeper or whatever, like, you know, everyone just prefers to use Zelle now. So, but, but again, those are in-person interactions. So if, if you're online, 
Right. It's, it's, it's typical that you can use a credit card, but if someone off of Craigslist or Facebook marketplace, you know, is, it has this, the, the thing you're looking to buy and they're ready to, to or, or even in, this is the crazy thing. It, it often also goes the other way. So scammers will target sellers, legitimate people selling legitimate items and they'll email or their message and say, Oh my God, I love that. I, it's exactly what I'm looking for. I'll pay you what I'll pay you exactly what you're asking for. I don't want to negotiate, but I, you know, I want to make the deal now, right now. Uh, and so, you know, what person selling something wouldn't be excited to find a buyer who's ready to pay them in full immediately. And then they'll say, okay, great. Well, look, I tried to send you the money, but for some reason it's telling me that, you know, your, your Zelle account needs to be authorized in order to, um, receive however much I'm sending. And, and so here's a link to a, a website that you can use to just sort of up, upgrade your account to make this transaction. Um, and so people will either give their somehow get tricked into giving them their access to their Zelle, or there'll be like a 25 or $50 fee that the buyer will say they'll reimburse them. I mean, there's all different ways that they'll then twist and find, you know, uh, openings. But again, you just have to always first think like, this is, is this, does this make sense? This is too good to be true. Do I, what, how do I know I can trust this person? And maybe you can, and you know, I'm sure people, I buy things off of marketplace and Craigslist all the time, but like, you know, if, if, if the language is a little funny or if the, the, the interaction just feels even slightly off, um, which it typically does with, with these things, that should be your first red flag. Say like, okay, well, if you want to buy it, great, but come, why don't you wait to pay me until you're here and, and you take the item? Like, you don't need, I don't need payment first. Like I can wait, you know, whatever. So just always got to be thinking about the possibility that someone could be out to scam you. Isn't that sad? When you really think about it, to think that we have to constantly in the back of our mind be thinking, hey, this person might be trying to scam me. And not just like you said, when it comes to romance, but now it's as a buyer, as a seller, you constantly have to be, keep your guard up, protecting yourself from people who are trying to take advantage of you or steal something from you. If it be your heart, (laughs) if it be your money, something, they're out to get you. And I, you know, how does a person, I was going to ask you this was how does someone like you who's seeing this all the time, not become jaded? Um, I, I mean, I think I, I have to some degree, um, become a bit jaded, uh, in terms of my, um, unfortunate sort of expectation that people will and have and will kind of continue to do this. Um, you know, my, my 10 years making this show has been in, in, in a way a, uh, you know, masters and residency in human psychology as it relates to relationships and vulnerability and, um, the lies and, and, and trust and all, all of it. Um, but I, you know, I do think that, for all of the sort of darkness that exists, um, as a result of the internet and, and, you know, and elsewhere, there's a lot of good that comes from, from it too. Um, and so I still think whether we're on the internet or not, people have been scamming and lying and cheating each other 
since the dawn of time. Um, this is just a new way to do it. And I think sadly it has provided people who probably wouldn't have had the, uh, audacity to scam people face to face, which I think takes a lot more courage, uh, and, um, you know, guts than it does to do it sort of anonymously from the safety of your home thousands of miles away. So, you know, we just have to adjust. We have to update our, you know, operating software now as humans to just consider all of the possibilities and, and new interactions and dynamics of a society that's moving more digitally. And, I, and that's why I've been making these PSAs with Zelle because we need education, you know, just like you know, you learn certain things when you're growing up um, via experiences, uh, you know, don't touch something that's hot because it'll burn you, right? So uh, I don't want everyone to have to learn to avoid being scammed by getting scammed. I'd, I'd much rather teach them how to avoid it before they get scammed. So that's the idea. And that's what hopefully we can do if we all collectively, um, you know, put a little effort into it and pay attention and, and hopefully share uh, and talk about things with each other. I always ask all my guests the question, what does live richer mean to you? And I wanted to ask you that and see what insight you can give to us when it comes to Neve Shulman and what live richer means to him. Live richer. Well, the word rich is interesting. I mean, I think in my sort of, I'm, I'm 38 now uh, and I have three young children. I've been married now for uh, over uh, five and a half years together, seven and a half. Um, so I'm definitely entering into what I think most would consider sort of like a midlife zone. Um, and starting to definitely understand and appreciate the idea of experience, the value of experience, um, over dollars, you know, not to say that, uh, I don't enjoy, being able to provide um, and have money to, well, I guess I guess you start to realize that the only reason to have money is to hopefully use it to en enrich your life, um, and so it definitely changes. So for me, like live richer means now I, I want to keep working, I want to keep making money, but not because I have any desire to accumulate wealth and, and stockpile, you know, gold coins, like, uh, who's that, that, that Scrooge McDuck or whatever, yeah, Scrooge. From whatever. Um, <laughs> Scrooge McDuck, Ducktales. Yeah. Right. Well, that's right. That's my version of it. But I, I want to be able to send my kids to great schools. Um, I want to be able to take my family on vacations, um, enjoy great meals with my friends. Uh, and, and I think for me, like prioritizing how, how I sort of look at and, and use money, um, in terms of the sort of live richer idea to me, like, I don't necessarily care about, I mean, it's, I like my apartment, but it's all about kind of enhancing your experience and enriching your life. Um, hopefully with the goal of just enjoying it, um, which sounds a little corny and, and generic, but I think I think that's probably what what it means. I don't think to me. it's corny and really even generic. 
you said something a lot of people don't say when I ask him that, and that is that you work and you do things and you like to have money so you can provide for your family and you can do the things that you enjoy and that you love because there's a stress that comes when you don't have money and it makes it so you can't enjoy things as much when you're stressing out all the time about, hey, where am I going to get food? Where am I gonna do, how am I going to do this? And you can't have the peace that a lot of times comes right. from being able to provide for your family, you know? And I, like what, I really liked what you said there. I think it was great insight to all of us. You know, a lot of times what drives us to work, what drives us to have money shows who we are as a person. And one thing you love to do is help people. And I can see that you're out there helping people every day through the show because you don't want people to experience the pain you experienced. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm also very lucky that I get paid to help people. I yeah, mean, you are. Not to say that I wouldn't want to help people and do even unpaid, but, um, you know, I really sort of struck the jackpot and that my, the job that I get, that I do, that I happen to also love doing happens to also be helping people. So I really, um, I definitely recognize how rare and special that is. And, and the fact that I've been able to do it so long, um, I hope to be able to continue doing it for as long as possible, but I know that I, I may never get a job like this again. Um, so I definitely cherish it and, and do not take it for granted ever. Um, so, so yeah, there, it, it's been a, it's been an amazing, so, and that's, and that's why even, you know, I don't even, um, I don't regret getting catfish myself. And I often tell people who come on the show when they're at their lowest point, finding out that they've been lied to and deceived and, and this relationship that they were hoping would change their life is essentially evaporated in front of their eyes, that this experience could still be the thing that propels you into your future and, and, and is, could be the stepping stone to get to that place that you really want to be, even though it doesn't feel that way right now, like maybe there's a way that you can use this, um, and, and, um, grow from this and learn from this. And, and hopefully there, there, and I think in many cases that is what happens. So I, I don't, I don't think any experience is bad. I don't think any relationship to, is, is, um, you know, should ever be wished that it didn't happen. Um, you know, the more people you meet and fall in love with who break your heart, who teach you what you don't want, the more you're able to meet people and hopefully find someone who has qualities that you do want. So I think we just have to kind of look at everything as uh, a step in the right direction. Even if it feels like we're going backwards, it's, it all kind of moves us forward in time and space no matter, no matter how hard we might try to uh, slow ourselves down. So that's kind of how I feel about all that. Well, that's great. And thanks for sharing that. And I just want to remind everybody to take what we learned today. And like we said, those first two real big points there were, you know, if it's too good to be true, there's a good chance it might be. Always investigate. Follow your instincts if you're thinking, hey, I don't know about this. There might be a reason why you're questioning it. And online, really do your research before you pay or do anything when it comes to someone asking for money. If it be that package that they said didn't get delivered, 
do some investigation before you give you the credit yeah. card number <laughs> and do your investigating before you go and book that trip or that vacation home. Stay on the platforms. Don't go off the platforms mm -hmm. and look and see if there's reviews offsite of people that have gone there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably if it's a scammer, there's someone saying they got scammed. So really just do your research and don't think you're a bad person for questioning things. It's always, you know, because I think a lot of times we feel we're bad yeah. if we question someone or we question this or that. Um, it's okay. It's okay to be a little, what would you say, um, reluctant to do something, yeah. you know? So it's, it's better to be safe than sorry. And yeah. I think that's in all things in life. It's okay. You don't have to just go for it. You can question. I think that's, and when it comes to, like you said, your money, your heart, anything like that, you should always question, in my opinion, and make sure it's the right thing because the aftermath can be a little painful. Right. Or as, as my um, previous co-host on the show, Max, who, who was on for many years, would say, trust, but verify. That is the best. Okay, everybody, today for the last thing that you should learn, <laughs> trust, but verify when it yeah. comes to things. I love that, Neve. And if that's the last thing we remember today is to trust, <laughs> but verify. Thanks again, Neve, for coming on today. And I just want to remind everyone to live richer. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Before you go, we'd love for you to subscribe to our show to catch all of our updates. Also, we want to hear from you. What are your burning questions about money and how to live your best life? Reach us at livericherpod at gobankingrates.com. You've worked hard for your savings. It's time your savings starts working harder for you. With Millibank, you can do just that. When you open a savings account or jars, you'll earn Millie's highly competitive annual percentage yield. But that's not all. Millie believes banking shouldn't cost you a thing. That's why Millie offers complete peace of mind with no fees, no minimums, and is member FDIC insured. It's all part of Millie's mission to help you save more for the things that matter most. So why wait? Download the Millie Bank app today.